Hey guys, it's Jay Riley D from Invisible As I Am podcast. And I'm kind of excited about tonight's journal. Um, I've been working all day and now I'm in the laundry room just waiting for my clothes. And this place actually closes in like one minute. So my clothes are like not even, no. So, but we're going to talk about some or I'm going to share some pretty deep thoughts that I had today while I was driving for work. I think you guys will be able to appreciate what I've learned and um, that you'll enjoy what I'll share. So just stay tuned um, and we'll get right into tonight's journal. Okay, so I originally started this journal a couple days ago. June 15th and today is June 17th it's Wednesday so I started this on Monday and I'm actually out working the last couple days have been a a kind of rough I'm not gonna lie um you know when you're a woman you go through mood swings during that time of the month if I'm just gonna be real honest and I kind of been up and down all over the place emotionally and uh so I haven't really journaled so I'm going to kind of lay out my thoughts today, kind of throughout my work shift, because I'm working till like, I got a late start. I had to work out, and so I got a late start, and I'm, I haven't been sleeping too well lately either, so the combination of it really is just, I really wasn't up for journaling. And so we're going to talk about the things I've been learning culturally with race um i've been watching a lot of documentaries lately about race and also just really learning about a drama-free life at the same time because i know that my family we're kind of like drama prone and we're very drama type people and i've been praying sorry guys the rules are really terrible so <laughs> forgive 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 me for that because it was just really rocky so okay i'm back i was having some issues finding my drop off for work and so yeah that was kind of stressful anyways so on monday what i started to do was read this book um last week or maybe it was monday i don't know it's called drama drama free finding peace when emotions overwhelm you by Cindy McManaman, something like that, yeah, and so I'm reading this book by Cindy, and, you know, I've tried to read this book in the past, and I was really into it, but I've never, like, been consistent with my book readings, so I started to read it, and then I just, like, put it down, I don't even think I made it through chapter two, or even to chapter two but I'm in a you know a time in my life where I'm really paying attention to my mannerisms why do I do what I do why do I say what I say and you know how can I bring that to God and let him you know deal with me and help me in my heart because the Bible talks about uh, the issues flow from the heart 
you know so you say what is in your heart you do things based off what's in your heart and so if you can get your heart right you can get your mind right you can get your words together you you'll believe what you say and you'll do what you believe but this time when your heart is right you'll do it through the right eyes through righteousness you won't do it through a sinful lens uh, or a perverted nature and when I say stuff like that I mean like we all have experienced hurt and pain and brokenness and so when we deal with the realities of our lives what happens is we deal with those realities through a broken lens we start seeing love through brokenness we start seeing trust through brokenness we, we you know so just, those are just some examples and so I'm very concerned about getting my heart right getting my eyes right I want to see with the right perspective I don't need to see through um, my damage I want to see through wholeness and, and that's what Jesus provides for me as a Christian he provides wholeness and truth and light and righteousness he gives me the right way to see things and the right way to love and the right way to handle stressful situations and that's that's a life process with God that's not something that happens overnight you don't perfect it overnight you don't perfect it in the first year that you become a Christian like it, it's a lifetime spent working on yourself and entrusting God with all the good and bad of you a lot of it um, is probably gonna be bad in the beginning because when you don't know God you don't know truth and so anyways I'm reading her book about drama because we, me and my husband were separated we don't live together but we fight a lot like a lot a lot we text all the time and we still fight we fight over text we fight because we misunderstand each other and we fight also because I just it's like I'm prone to drama and so when you start recognizing what you're prone to that's when you can start correcting those areas and so I'm like okay what is he saying or doing that is triggering me and you know am I I'm I need to pay attention to what um, what triggers me so that I can look at that situation and say okay how am I gonna respond here am I gonna choose to respond in a drama way or am I just gonna you know rush it off and just move forward and a good thing too is you know God his Holy Spirit leads us as Christians when you receive Jesus you receive the baptism you receive his Holy Spirit inside of you and his spirit awakens your spirit and he comes and he lives inside our spirit man and so when he lives inside our spirit man now we can ask him for you know help daily help lord i need your holy spirit to help me decide what to say to my husband when he says this because you know that i'm drama prone to a response like this i normally will go off on him for saying something that's stupid or just out of line or just selfish or just negligently you know saying things and so it's important to 
when you're trying to figure out how to not be drama free i mean how to be drama when you're trying to figure out how to be drama free you gotta ask holy spirit okay how do i respond to his text what words can i say or should i say anything at all and so that's what i've been doing and trust me it's not easy it's a hard process in the beginning but that's how you build communication with god but at the same time it's how you develop a healthy healthier relationship with people you tend to argue with or you know even if it's someone you don't know and you just gotta sit there okay they just said this to me holy spirit how do i respond back um hold on guys so moving on um one thing that cindy is teaching me is forgiveness okay so she talks about forgiveness and she talks about it from a biblical background or standpoint and the way that she broke it down i was reading one of her articles which was really awesome she broke it down like this we forgive and i've heard this a million times but it just never resonated until she put it this way so i might like recommend you guys check out this article when i like look at my book and figure out what uh what the website was i don't remember at the moment but she talks about forgiveness we forgive because god has forgiven us right and like you hear that all the time if you're a christian or even if you're not a christian you've probably heard that we forgive because god forgave us our sins first he forgave us why we were still yet sinners i'm like yeah duh but how does that make sense to us you know and so she breaks it down and i finally understand we don't forgive people based on a prerequisite like oh you have to do this before i can forgive you because i know i i think about that sometimes i'm like man they if they would just if they will just do this then i can forgive but if they don't do this how can i ever forgive them and so she's like no that's not it we don't forgive because they say because they come to us and apologize we don't forgive them because um they changed our mind or whatever we don't that's not that's not how we do it as christians she says we do it the other way and one and then another thing we don't forgive them um for them we forgive them to release them from us you know because as long as we're waiting for them to make things right in our eyes we're always going to be emotionally attached to them we're going to be in some type of bondage to them because we're waiting for them to say sorry to us and that's not that's not good for us quite frankly it is the worst place to be um an emotional bondage to someone because you're waiting for them to do something so now what you've done is you put all the power in their hands you've put every ounce of uh your control in their in your decision making into their hands you're not gonna be happy unless they apologize you're not gonna be happy until they stop doing this or doing that and then uh god forbid if they hurt you again by doing repeat mistakes and sins to you that you would why would i forgive them they keep doing the same thing over and over they won't learn their lessons but once again forgiveness what she teaches is that it's not for them you don't forgive someone 
for them to feel better. They could probably, some people are just going to care less about hurting you. That's the reality of it. And so what you do is you forgive them to release yourself. And I love how she gives like four different, um, like myths, like that people think forgiveness is for. And then she like, uh, explains on why that's not the case. But I was just thinking about all this and I'm like, yeah, like I've heard it before but there's something that there's it's just the way that she says it that makes me um like get it it's like i don't wait for my husband to uh, apologize for hurting my feelings and before i i forgive him in my heart i don't do that because god didn't do that to me you know if i love god which i do and if i love my husband which i do what you do is you forgive them anyways forgive them anyways forgive them so you don't get caught in a grudge forgive them so you don't end up with bitterness and resentment in your heart towards them forgive them for your own happiness forgive them so that you don't waste years being mad at them or hating them so just forgive them forgive them because god forgave us he forgave us first he didn't wait for us to come and repent before he he died on the cross for our sins no he said i know she's gonna have a problem i know he's gonna sin against me i know he's gonna break my my law and my covenants i know he's going to do this repeat sin against me i know that they are gonna do these things in my eyes that are wicked and ungodly and sinful in nature like i know they're gonna do these things but you know what i'm not gonna wait till they get a clue to figure out that they have to repent to that they have to repent of their sins to be with me for eternity i'm not gonna wait for them to get a clue because what if they never get a clue and what if they waste years on trying to get a clue and never come to the conclusion that, oh, I have to ask God to forgive me of my sins so I can be in right relationship with him. How long are you going to wait for your mom or dad to apologize? Or maybe they can't even do it because they're not alive. How long are you going to wait wishing that you could get an apology from them before you forgive them? How many years are you going to waste on your anger and bitterness, being under someone else's control, not actually having control over your own life? I mean, isn't that what we want? We want to be in control. Okay, well, let's do it in a good way. Let's control our feelings, control our emotions in a healthy way that actually uh, uh, pushes us forward, forward in life, not backwards. Let's love more than hate. Let's not hate at all, quite frankly. Unless it's, we hate evil. Let's hate evil, but let's love more than we hate. Let's forgive more than we hold grudges. Like, come on, we waste so much time. And then another thing she said is that, you know, not forgiving people doesn't fix the situation. Even if you, even if they come back and say, I'm sorry. Even if they come back and say, I'm sorry. It doesn't erase that they hurt you already. It doesn't change the experience of hurt that you've already gone through with them. It doesn't take it away. And then, and then she brings in the fact that only God can do that. 
only God can heal that part that that person, that human being did. They hurt you, but only God can heal that part. Humans can't fix humans. I don't know who thought that was like a thing or like, you know, we have psychologists and counselors and doctors and that's great and everything. But let's be real. At the end of the day, humans can't actually heal the human heart. It can't heal. Um, humans can't heal the human condition of sin. You know, if they could, why on earth do we continue to hurt one another? You know, we continue to hurt one another. And that, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to cross that over to race. You know, if humans can heal humans, why is there a race issue, right? There's this racism going on in the earth. It's not even just the United States, it's the whole world. And this is where I've been thinking today. I've been thinking about this because I've been watching a lot of documentaries the last few days about um, racism, about um, this whole issue between blacks versus whites and whites not liking blacks, all this stuff from the past and looking at the dates of when when things were happening and what was happening. I mean, I'm you know, I'm learning about I mean, I, I started to take a pre-law class um, last semester, and uh, I've just, I've learned so much about our founding fathers, and how they established the Constitution, and how this world was built on liberties, and, you know, just all these different things our founding fathers wanted, but what people are, like, neglecting to understand with the connection of the human condition um, of hurting one another internally, externally, and racism and civil rights and equity and freedom, equality, all these things, what people are missing is Jesus. They're missing it. They're missing him. They're missing Jesus. But then at the same time, they're missing what our nation was actually built on. Our nation was built on not freedoms and liberties. It was not built on that. It was built on four men who were greedy, actually a bunch of men, a bunch of white men who were greedy and hungry for power, control, and they wanted to run the world. You know, Beyonce says, who runs the world? Girls. No, we don't. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's not the truth. Um, we've come, women have come a long way, but that's not the truth. We do not run the world. We have influence in the world, but this world was built on white man principles. They wanted power. They wanted more. They wanted control. It's never actually been about color. I think somewhere along the way, they just, they used color to define what they were doing. Oh, they're a different shade than us. So let's just let's just call it this. They created a social construct that would benefit the wickedness of slavery. That's what happened. I'm pretty sure they needed to call it something because what else could they call it if not this thing called slavery? And, and they needed to justify slavery. 
they needed to justify it and for some reason they had the most brilliant idea to do it based off of race based off of color of our skin which makes no sense because if you stand out in the sun long enough white people's skin color actually goes from what their what pinkish nature to a deeper red so it's just like to base racism off of the color of our skin or like that's that's brilliant but ridiculous it's brilliant in the concept of evilness it's, it's stupid in the concept of really by a couple shades of skin color you will destroy a nation or divide a nation or justify slavery like it makes no sense it makes no sense to me um it, it just sounds like childishness um it sounds like something a three-year-old would think of oh you look different from me actually a three-year-old would be um naturally not taught this i'm like they would not treat another human being like that based off the color of their skin by nature because you have to learn to be evil you have to learn to be evil in this way to judge someone based off of the color of their skin a child does not know the difference of skin color at that age so that's why i say it's just stupid and it's brilliant but it's just childishness it, it, it's i don't even know the word because <laughs> I'm like appalled. But, oh man, hold on one second. Okay, so I think I got a little sidetracked in my thought there. But, um, so this brings me back to the whole human condition. You know, humans can't really fix humans. And so this whole issue of unforgiveness is, is truly, it's truly, you need Jesus. You need his help to do it. Um, it's hard to forgive someone for hurting you but it's good when you do and you have to sometimes practice it every day and your words sometimes you have to use your words until your atmosphere shifts because there's power in your words and you know the Bible talks about faith cometh by hearing the word of God but when it comes to other things like if you like music the more you hear a song the more it gets into your spirit and sometimes you'll just wake up and that song is in your spirit that you was listening to all day last night because what you meditate on becomes your heart and so that's why you got to be careful with what you say and what you you know put into your heart and stuff like that but i'm not here to preach i'm just sharing my journal thoughts tonight or today is actually 6 p.m but this this whole unforgiveness thing is for us you have to forgive for yourself you know and when you start doing that and practicing it don't follow just your feelings because your feelings will lead you astray a uh, hundred times over and then you'll regret not doing what you should have did because you decided to follow your feelings this is why we build disciplined habits 
we do things not because they always feel good. When I work out, if it feels good, I'm probably not doing it right because I'm probably not giving it my best. So it needs to hurt. It needs to burn because that is a muscle you have to train. It does not always feel good to forgive someone, but you're not forgiving them for hurting you because of them needing the forgiveness. No, you need the forgiveness. You need to be able to let them go so you can move on with your life. And you ask God to heal the place that they hurt. And you keep going. You keep going. And I'm not saying, like, don't have moments where you're like down and out like it happens i have moments where i'm down and out over stuff like that but over time you get stronger you build the muscle build the muscle and as you build the muscle it won't seem so bad anymore so that's what i have to say on forgiveness but this whole thing about humans trying to fix humans humans can't fix humans Humans can influence other humans. Humans can encourage. They can help build. Or they can help tear down. But they can't fix another human being. That's why when you want, if you're a female, you want your boyfriend or your husband to say the right things, do the right things, not be an idiot or do, you know, guy things that make us feel like crap or hurt our feelings and stuff like that. You want him to be the best guy. You know, you want him to be Prince Charming, you know, the, the guy you always imagine. And you try to control, manipulate him to become that guy. And um, you try to fix him. You try to fix him because you think he needs fixing because he's not what you, he's not really what you imagine. He's not really what you dreamt for, you know, he's not Prince Charming. He's not, he's not your Prince Charming on a white shining horse or something like that if you could fix him man you you think the world would be a better place right but the reality is you can't fix another person you can help shape someone's life but you can't fix them only god can fix the heart if there's something your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend's doing that's just completely off you can't fix that person you literally have to ask god to touch their hearts you have they have to put in the work too though you know they have to go to god and say god something's wrong with me something's off why do i do what i do as people we not we don't function from the outside in we like if i if i slap someone i'm not slapping someone um, without something in my heart being rooted to make me think it's okay to slap them. We work from our heart out. We don't work from our body actions in. Like, it just doesn't work that way. So, this whole issue with race, uh, I was thinking about it even more deeply. And I'm almost done. I, I've been driving and I've been thinking about it. Because, like, our founding fathers, they were some smart white dudes but they had some really backwards ideologies um to think that it was okay to put down another human being based on color right like that's just not the whole beginning of the constitution like the foundation of it is based off of white dudes running the world 
and the, the reason it is a man who runs the world oh my goodness how biblical is this so in the beginning God created Adam Adam was the first and God gave him you know um, this whole world to basically rule you know to have you know take care of it but then like in the Bible you have before God created Adam you have this war between God and Satan Satan obviously is a loser because you can't defeat the one who created you that's just absurd but um, I'm not gonna go too deep into any of this like that but God created Satan God created Lucifer who was an angel and decided he wanted more power he wanted to rule he wanted God's place and obviously you that's that's sin he 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 was greedy he wanted more he wasn't content he was lusting after God's place and so what he does is starts to take control over he starts to uh, exert his authority or his dominion or whatever over some angels he thinks because you know he's high up maybe he can get away with this and you know take some of the angels with him you know get them under his his wing and like go ahead and take over the kingdom of god right no so this whole thing started in heaven with an angel who became lustful over power and wanted more and so he was willing to do whatever it was necessary to to rule and because God is God and Alpha he lost he got kicked out and he got sent to earth as a fallen angel or demon um, a prince of power of the air he, he's he's the prince of this world you know this is his world this is his dominion I guess to say like hmm, Satan is the one who started this whole power hungry ordeal and because Satan can actually um, you know move on the earth without you know he can't influence the earth without a human host so humans have to open themselves up to darkness whatever darkness that may be but when you open yourself up to darkness, that allows the kingdom of darkness to manifest on the earth and in your life. And so when the founding fathers decided to create the constitution, they decided we're not going to call all humans humans, but we're going to we're going to open up. We want to make sure we have liberty, justice, you know, freedom to carry a, a weapon. Um, um, guns, gun, you know, gun control. Um, you have, um, what else they do? They wanted property, so liberties included property, um, owning a gun, I believe. Um, there's some other things I don't even remember right now. I have not studied this stuff in like a, a few months, but the Constitution, these were. They were fighting for their constitutional liberties as white men. Because 
in the Bible, there there's no, I mean, like, in heaven, there's no gender. But there, everything is kind of, like, based off of, um, like, the male perspective. Not, not in the sense of, like, earthly male perspective. But just kind of, like, woman wasn't created in heaven. Woman was created on earth. But the angels are male-based. You know, God is a father. He's not a mother. So everything in the kingdom of heaven is male-based. Not in the same way that earth is male-based. And it's not a problem that that's the case because it's, it's heaven. Like, there's no issue of evil up there. It's kind of hard to explain, so just try to hang in there with me. My point is, this whole, like, it's a man's world... It's, it kind of starts with the beginning of, of our biblical history, you know, the war between uh, God and Satan or Lucifer. And it, it continues on earth because God has not um, sent Satan to hell yet, um, the lake of fire, because it's not the end of time yet. It's not time for his final judgment yet. And so he's just trying to get as many humans on his side as possible just to get back at God. Quite frankly, it's all about he hates humans, but he hates God, too. Like, I'm pretty sure he hates God more than he hates humans. Um, he hates everything God like. Right. He just he's a horrible person being or whatever the correct language is for that. So, um, but this whole power thing, what I'm trying to say, I know I'm kind of like rambling, but it's because I'm driving and trying to put my thoughts together. But like the power thing, the race, racism is not about the color of our skin. It's about power. It's about control. It's about greed. It's about, I want control. I want to be the head dog. I want to run the world. You know, they talk about, um, like, when a white person sees a black man, you know, they get scared and stuff like that. And that's not about, it's not about the color of their skin that makes them scared. It's about power. That person, that white person sees that man, that black man, and they lose power because they are scared of something that they've been taught their entire lives is not actually true. And they're scared. Because when you feel like you lose power, you have to find a way fast. We are, the way that we are made, um, we, well, our bodies fight back. What is it? Fight or flight. So when we're in fight or flight mode, it is on and popping and that's because we need to have some type of survival mode going for us because we need to be in control we need control at all times we need to be in control of ourselves we need the power and so when a person sees someone of color and they've been taught this color is bad it's not that that color is bad it's that that person has been taught to fear and when a person fears they lose control of their identity. They lose control of 
you know, being able to keep a calm composure, they lose control. And the best way to gain control is to be violent and oppress the one who makes you scared. Now that, however that happens, like calling the cops or being someone beating on on a person. I mean, there's just so many examples I don't even need to give, but that's what I've noticed is like all this stuff originated from the one who was lusting after power in the first place. Satan, he's lusting after control and dominating. But humans, don't get me wrong, humans are smart, but they're we are just dumb. We are dumb when it comes to the supernatural because we're not playing we're not it's like we're playing with our eyes closed this this thing called life and we're not really looking at the whole picture we're looking at the natural world we're ignoring the supernatural world or the spirit realm and we, we think we just exist to exist and it's just kind of dumb like no one exists to exist don't if you could exist to exist you would bring your own self to life you know, you would bring it, you would have created your own self to become a living, breathing baby, right? And like, it, you don't exist just to exist. It makes no sense. But Satan is playing chess. He's playing chess with our lives and we just let him play chess because we like comfort. We like to be in control of small things rather than big things because big things stress us out. If I can control, you know, driving my car to work every day, okay, cool. I don't need to worry about anything else. If I can control control feeding my family, why do I need to worry about feeding a whole other nation that is, you know, struggling to um, keep their, their children fed, you know? We like small control. We don't like big control um, as individuals. You know, some people are geared for power because they're power hungry but most humans are not geared for that because they like comfort comfort is comfortable it's easy it's not hard it doesn't stress you out you know so so those are pretty much my thoughts they're a little scrambled but this is my journal so I can scramble them a little bit but maybe if you if you didn't understand what I was saying, try to take a couple of notes down and go back and replay it. Uh, but I'm hoping that uh, you guys understand at least some of what I'm saying. Um, even if you're not a, a believer or a Christian, you know, I still hope you can understand at least some of what I'm saying. It's, it's not about the color of skin when it comes to racism. People, that's that's the root problem. I mean, that's the surface problem. It's not the root problem. The root problem is wanting power, wanting to be in control. That's that's the thing. It's not about skin color. It, they could have used anything to oppress people. You know, they could have said, "Oh, your you know your nose is funny. Your eyes are too." too wide they could have used anything they could have used body parts they could have used voice tone you know your voice is too deep too short your height is you know what i'm saying it's oh my gosh guys there's a big accident big accident oh god god oh man 
That's oh. hard seeing stuff like that. But, um, Lord help them back there. Anyways, guys, I'm getting off here. But like I said, it, they, they needed something to justify oppressing because they needed a way to gain power and they needed to call it something and get other people on board and that was really all it was about we need a way to get people on board our founding fathers were brilliant they were brilliant brilliant um they're just functioning under um, demonic powers when it comes to thinking it's okay to oppress people yeah, there's slavery in the Bible. I get that. But you think, do you think for one minute that's what God wanted was for people to be oppressed? Sla no, it's not. He oh, man. Gotta get out the way. This this accident, I don't know what happened, guys. But, like, it's some mad craziness going on. Oh, Lord. Gotta go, guys. I love you guys. This is... J. Riley D. signing off from Invisible As I Am podcast. Enjoy my journal. I got a couple songs that you guys may like at the end of this. Um, I'll talk to you guys next time. Oh, you guys, I have one more final thought. I forgot to mention this, but um, we don't overcome racism with more racism or with hate or with frustration and anger. You know, those do not reproduce the solutions that we need. Hate only reproduce more hate and anger. And so I was thinking about this through all the protests that were going on in the nation. And I'm like, man, this is not the way to get. Um, this is not the way to solve the problem. You cannot fix the root issue with protests and riots and violence and anger and hate like you don't do it that way it doesn't work that way you can't fix a human by doing more crap to another human like it what results were you think uh were were people thinking they were going to get you can't fix racism like this and so i was thinking about it lately and you you can only fix it with love only love reproduces love and truth only truth and love will reproduce the solutions that we need we need God's love and his truth to reproduce in us the solution that we need to see um, racism and hate and all these prejudices and injustices and fears eradicated. We need love. We need the love of Christ. That's the only thing. Love of Christ and his truth are the only thing that can fix, kill, and eradicate uh, the root of racism. That's it. So, I'll be thinking more about how to reproduce um, love in the right context and all that in order to um get rid of these things yeah that is for another time guys another journal but i just wanted to get that out there before i forgot 
And heads up for future journals, we will start getting into some of my personal thoughts on oppression of women. Because it's not just, like I said, a race thing. It, it could have been anything. They could have used anything to justify taking power the way they took power. So over the years, we've seen women oppressed and suppressed. And so that's, that's another thing, me being a woman, that's important to me to discuss that through the eyes of Christ and what that looks like and what the roots really are, etc., etc. Okay, I love you guys. Bye. <laughs>